I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? Hi. Happy. I'm good. And you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. Good. Okay, so we're going to get into our icebreaker for the day, right? And today's icebreaker is going to reveal a lot about you especially kids <laughs> my age <laughs> what was the first <laughs> what was the first social media platform you got on um i think it's high five oh really you know what high five is abby i heard of high five but i never got on high five so like i guess <laughs> it this is ancient of days <laughs> <laughs> We could do colors, glitter, like fancy fonts. Oh my god, it was so fun! Really? But I think if we're really, really talking about social mm-hmm. media, maybe I would say Yahoo Messenger. Fair enough. Okay. Because that's when we started. Yeah, yeah. and that would be saying for me to actually. <laughs> yeah, but high five. Yeah, I started off on Yahoo Messenger. I remember creating oh, my first um, email address, also associated to it, and pretty much. I didn't know what to do, so I used like my whole yeah. name at yahoo.com and I was like, Jesus. Later on, I was looking at it like, what is this looking thing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, women in tech and shit, you know. <laughs> yes. It's interesting. My mine is one of those like hot babe. You you know, type I'm not going to say what it is, but it's one of those funny things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you a teenager then or you were just like preteen or <laughs> What stage? I would say maybe 13. Yeah, teenager. Wow. And your first email address was Hot yeah. Paper. Hey, come on, Kes. Talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I still have... Right. Actually, I still have it and I still use it. <laughs> Are you serious? Hot Babe. Hot Mama. Yeah. Hot Yemi. <laughs> it's actually Hotty underscore. Hey, I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness, I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if anyone sees Kes around, please, I beg, you know the right titles to refer to her by right now. Her royal hotness. Like. <laughs> okay, so we are going on to the next segment for the day, which is What's Poppin'. And Kes, for What's Poppin' today, food shortage warning. Um, farmers warning about uh, upcoming food shortage in 2023 so in about a year due to low you kind of saying fertilizer they're not getting enough fertilizers and stuff like that what's your outlook on that what's your take your two cities <laughs> i'm really not surprised i'm really not surprised the farming farming is very expensive and people don't respect it as much and i think it's also because it's just left to the rural areas and like the indigenes to kind of deal with that but then they don't realize that we need to put in so much i in my field of work i kind of have dealt with a bunch of farmers and like in the farming sector so i kind of know a bit of it um fertilizer cost has like doubled or tripled within the past few months and i mean everything else is every the cost of everything else is increasing basically but this is just fertilizer cost running a farm on its own is quite costly and even having the farm hands to mm-hmm. paint farm hands and all of that there's a lot of um cost involved and i feel like you're not putting in um, resources enough money in that sector to be able to you know sustain it and i think it's also because we are very focused on 
importing items. It's like, well, if all fails, we can just import our tomatoes or our onions or whatever. I mean, I think we already do that. So then it's like, yeah, it's going, it's, it's, it's really bad. I, but yeah. again, I think it's like one of those ignore things. It's not our problem. <laughs> I don't know, but it's really bad. Yeah. All right. I also just think like overall, we've, we've just been very lazy about, um, ensuring food security in the country like you mentioned there's not a lot of investment going in there and it just feels very uh left to individuals to control and run things i feel like at this stage we should have better large-scale production and like processing and warehousing and you know all those things that come together because it's very much like based on seasonalities now and you get fresh produce and hardly do we store for long because then they'll go bad after a while um and so that's like food waste also on our side when we have a lot of poor people too so it's just a lot it's messy the whole industry it seems um a lot more could be done a lot more attention should be provided to it resources like put mm -hmm. in um i don't know what happened with the one district one factory thing but that could have been something they could have <laughs> they could have done a lot with with agri. It's still it's still mm -hmm. ongoing, but it's a scam. It's a scam indeed. So yeah, I don't know yeah. if right now the prices and everything are doubling just because of what's ongoing and they are pre warning about next year. Then yeah, you guys should hold your pockets tight. <laughs> yeah, I must say we do have irrigation schemes we have all of these things the warehouses that you're talking about they've put a lot of money or they've invested mm -hmm. some money into those things but then the thing is most of this is done for mm -hmm. exports so we are we are growing maize to export to other countries and they're mm -hmm. using it as animal feed and you know so again we're only concerned about what we are giving to the other countries and what we are getting mm -hmm. from them and we're not concerned about what is internally yeah. in this country yes yeah. that was my focus to like the domestic bits is very much ignored but yeah anyway hopefully mm -hmm. i don't know what what can we be saying can't say hopefully things will get better question <laughs> at this point in time hmm, hmm, that, that's what we always say but i mm -hmm. don't know Mm -hmm. you see, we have a whole ministry dedicated to it and i, I wish that they'll put in more effort to be able to keep this yeah. um, sector going from but, what yeah, 83 farming goes. to 2023 something <laughs> oh shit. i don't even know what this song will be called <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to the next oh, segment gosh. for today um so for our sizzler we've got a guest with us Atre, who is a lover of all things tech and working as a software engineer and data scientist um, hello, Atre. Welcome to the other room. Um, hi. Thanks for having me here. This feels like a full circle moment from listening to you and then listening to you record live. Yay. So thanks for having me. Yay. <laughs> thanks for coming. Aww. So <laughs> We're glad you could yes. join us. <laughs> um, for today, our conversation is going to be on cyber safety, just also kind of mainly for women, but just applicable to everyone, I suppose. And I guess we will start off with a bit of questions about Atre, I guess. Like, Atre, give us brief, brief, brief intro. I mean, I already said something about you, but yeah, just based on the topic for today, if you could go a bit. Okay, um, so I, 
I did a computer science degree and then a data science degree. Then I ended up sort of in cybersecurity because the team was looking for data, like someone to come and do data analytics. So most of my cybersecurity knowledge is based off what I learned on the job. So I don't have like a degree in it, but I worked a lot with the data in there, um, which also means like learning a lot about cybersecurity and like how it works and why it's so important. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So for the first question is going to be on basic IT security tips. What should people look out for? I mean, we are all very much present on the interwebs like 24-7 from uh, like uh, social media apps to looking up stuff, uploading blogs, like everyone some way, somehow is always putting out things and using, interacting with the internet one way or the other, right? So what are some basic IT tips you think everyone should have? The first one is like be wary of the Nigerian prince scams. Those are like the fishing <laughs> one and one thing to help identify a phishing mm -hmm. scam is like the, the language is very urgent, like you have to do something right now and it probably looks too good to be true anyway, which it probably is. Also when you like you are clicking on links you should be careful of the kind of links that you click on like if someone says click this link you should be careful because some of those links can lead to fraudulent sites when it comes to women i would say the content you post you should be careful of it like you should probably try to reduce the live posts you do because if you have someone who is stalking you they can like make a connection to know maybe every friday this person is at this place or this person is currently at this place right now so maybe if you give it a buffer and another thing you can do is be careful of like who is following you so what i like about instagram is they have their close friends list where everyone you know there you know is following you so when you are posting there you are more free than like when you post on your general social media and like random people can just look at what you are doing. Another tip would be two-factor authentication. Like always go for two-factor authentication when you you are like logging into your apps. One thing I I said this, but I forgot to add one thing, which is like keep your backup codes somewhere because I've I've had situations where people have forgotten their backup codes and then they are locked out of their accounts because they they've maybe like changed their phone and then they lost the app and then they don't have a way to get back into their accounts so like always keep your backup codes always use strong passwords and don't use try not to use the same password for like two or more accounts so mm -hmm. one thing you can do is you can get a password account manager i i, I think there's uh, I, I use the google one but there are others that are paid for that you can use but like try not to use the same password because usually when hackers get your data they, they sell it on the dark web and people just try like they just randomly try a lot of different sites using the username and password combinations to see which one they can get access to so Yes, strong passwords and don't use the same password for multiple applications. And then always try to update your software. So when there's a new update, just update it because they've probably seen a security flaw somewhere and they are trying to fix it. Yeah, those are like some of the ones that come to mind mm -hmm. right now. 
You know, when you mentioned the stalkers thing, that's very something. Interesting. Yeah, that's something I tend to not really pay attention to, and that made me panic for a moment because I was like, "Oh wow, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and so, I guess in line with all this, then, what do we do about data protection as um, private individuals on the internet? So, data protection, there are two kinds of data protection. So, like, the whole GDPR thing, it's it's mostly about holding companies to make sure that they let their users know what the data that is being collected is going to be used for and making sure that... Can I just ask... Yeah, sure. What is GDPR? Sorry. <laughs> so this this is what happens when you work in one field for a long time. It's the General Data Protection Regulation. Um, thanks for asking. Um, it's okay. a, an EU law that was created to help protect EU citizens, their, their data, so that like people like Facebook and the people who use a lot of data can't mismanage the data of the people in the EU. Which, which is quite good because when it comes to so, like things like um, bias and all that, like Facebook can collect your data for one thing and then use it for another thing. So what the GDPR like, is trying to do is let people know that Facebook has collected their data. This is what Facebook is using the data for. This is who Facebook is giving the data to process. And then you can request for your data. You can ask Facebook, that was the data you have on me. I would like to see it. And you can ask Facebook to delete certain data they have about you as well. So that's the whole GDPR thing. I don't know if America has something similar, um, but I know the EU has has that to protect people. And in Ghana? <laughs> or should I not even ask? <laughs> <laughs> Quite, I mean... <laughs> So Ghana has, we, we, we have the Ghana Cybersecurity Act, which was 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the law, mm-hmm. like, it's a law okay. that has been passed, uh, which establishes the cybersecurity authority to protect the critical information of the country um, and regulate, like, cybersecurity activities. And I think the laws most, like, the one that sticks out a lot is the child like protection of children on the internet and nudity so like revenge porn you can actually mm. report to um the cyber security authority and they would do something about that for you um and also child mm. nudity which i think if you are pimpolo or someone got into trouble so these are all some of the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so they're trying to protect the children online and I think I've seen a situation where someone said her Instagram was hacked and then she reported to the cybersecurity authority and they helped her with it. Um, I don't have a lot of information mm. about that. But yeah, we are actually trying as a country to, to protect our children and some of our women against at least revenge porn. I don't know about others. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I would never have thought Ghana. <laughs> I am so, 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 so impressed. Wow. Wow. But yeah, I also... Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask. I was just going to ask how we would have to deal with um, what we have to do if we fall in such a situation, if we encounter some sort of attack, cyber attack. So if, if someone hacks your account, um, you have to contact where, where you were, where your account was hacked. So if someone hacks your Instagram, you have to contact 
um, Instagram. So one uh, one one thing I left out is make sure your email address and the the phone number you use to set up your account are up to date. Um, I know they regularly send out um, like notifications to ask, are you still using this email address or are you still using mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this phone? Make sure it's always up to date because that's how they are going to try to reach you. I know a lot of faith, people who use Facebook have forgotten the email address that they use or they don't have access to the account anymore. So make sure it's always up to date. And then yeah. when you get hacked, you can contact the the provider. So using Instagram as an example, and when you contact their help, um, usually they have this particular page that says I was hacked or I need help accessing my account. When you tell them that you've been hacked, they would send you an email or maybe a num- something to the number you have, like to the accounts associated. And then from there, they, they help you get back access to your account. And then when you get access, you have to change your password so that if the person mm-hmm. still has a- access with that password, it will not work anymore. Or sometimes you even get an email saying that your password has been changed. Did you do this? So you have to quickly click the link and say, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. And then when you get access to your account, yeah. you change your password to use a stronger password. You set up your mm-hmm. two-step verification. And you also contact your your followers that, hey, I was hacked. So if someone is asking you for money or something, it's, it's not me. Uh, those are like some of the main things but if if you can't recover your account you still have to tell your followers that hey i was hacked and this account is no longer in my control so don't like accept dms or anything from this person um and then you create a new account and make sure you 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 do a like a better like better way to manage your accounts this, yeah. this time okay interesting i remember i think my mom was on facebook and for some reason someone saw her picture being used by some malam i think he's created his own account and was using my mom's picture <laughs> and like oh wait is this you and you know it was so weird yeah. and because of that she's just gone off facebook completely she just deactivated the account and went off facebook completely and yeah. i know that happens to a lot of people and now i know also instagram a lot of people are losing their accounts especially those with the um, large followings mm-hmm. which is crazy yeah so there's actually a term for that it's called identity theft someone takes your account oh. or details so an example um look for a model on instagram take all their pictures create a new account um with that model and then yeah do what like so catch catfish scams um fraud just use that person's identity as you and so that's like identity theft and it's also like a big deal because people can then use you actually if if they can do something like social engineering so social engineering coming back to what i was saying about like watch what information you put out Mm -hmm. someone is will be able to pick up pieces of information about you Mm -hmm. and then piece it together to create a profile of you with all the right information so your date of birth so if i go to twitter right now and i type happy birthday abena or happy birthday with your this i can get the dates your date of birth your name some pictures of you wow go through your profile see the kind of places you hang out and then just put all that together so sometimes when you are recovering your account they ask you for your date of birth so if i put your email address in there if i get hold of your email address i put it in there i have your date of birth now i'll be able to get access to your account in a way or i can just build up a whole profile of you on some 
play some part of Facebook and then use it to scam maybe men for money or something. So it's it's. And I wouldn't even know. You you wouldn't know unless someone says like, oh, why why were you asking for me for money the last time? Like, right. I didn't ask you for money. Like yeah, this is your account somewhere. So yeah, I, I feel like women should be very particular about the things they they post, especially when it comes to your personal information. Information. Make sure that like the information you put out there, you are in control of the information, um, and this is something you are okay with posting out or just like make sure like the people you follow are people you know or like people that when they follow you you don't have a problem with them following you in in that sense because sometimes you don't know which of your friends is going to get hacked and then they'll get information about you Mm. and the um the people whose accounts are getting hacked because of like because they have a large number of followers those accounts are being sold again on the dark web so if you have like 2000 followers someone on the dark web will say hey if you have a business and um you want like you want 2000 followers i have to i have a, an account with 2000 followers here are you interested then they sell and then they use it to sell maybe crypto stuff or all, all those things it's a huge market <laughs> on the dark web wow. right now yeah <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is wild. Yes, yeah, yeah. so um, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't really disassociate from the internet like that, right? No. Like this, almost everything is connected digitally yes. now. You just have mm-hmm. to be intentional about the kind of information you put out, um, and yeah, like always be checking like when before you click a link just like those fishing ones like they intentionally put Mm -hmm. the bad grammar in there because they want to like move out all the people because if you're able to why is this person why is google writing this bad english probably won't Mm -hmm. click on it but for someone who clicks on it maybe that's the kind of person they want anyway so it's an intentional way of like Mm -hmm. filtering out those who come and be worrying their business they just want other people who give them like money and now so you you have to be careful mm. of that so um if there's anyone interested in pursuing a career or something in uh cyber security or anything along those fields what are the academic options you would suggest so academic options, the master's, bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. those are like one, those like two ways they can get in. Yeah, probably a master's. Or I know I know quite a few people who are who have done a bachelor's or a master's in cybersecurity, and I know a lot of um, like I know the UK is very intentional and actively looking for cybersecurity experts because it's it's such a wild field now. Like you are hacking someone and mm-hmm. someone is like you found a like a, a hack in your systems, you fixed it and then someone is actively trying to go around that hack again. So it's a very fast paced and exciting field to go into. So you can consider um a bachelor's or a master's. If you want to go in like how I did, you can um if your company has maybe an opening available, you can talk to the team and you can switch into cybersecurity um, or you can take some of the exams. So cybersecurity is a very interesting field. It's not like software engineering where 
like it just depends on what you know they have some exams that they write and if you're able to pass those exams i've forgotten the names of it but if you're able to pass those exams you get like a certificate so some people are there like you see their linkedin you see c-i-s-s-p by their name and they have all these certifications that they do and the more certifications you write like the higher you get but they are expensive that's the thing like at the beginning level it's okay but as, as it gets more complex it gets more expensive so some people have their companies sponsor their exam but yeah like i, I know one of it is like seven thousand pounds to to do the course um <laughs> yeah but like they have other like other ones that you can do which like sort of gives you an introduction yeah. to it and also <laughs> just be curious like try wow. to take some courses on maybe at edx um, coursera just to like give you an understanding of what the course is about and if you're interested then you can like pursue it by mm-hmm. writing the exams then once you get the certificate you can apply to anywhere and then you get you get the job nice wow. okay maybe down the line we might change career paths or something yes <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm also thinking, if it's this expensive and all to get in now, then the um, average pay, salary, whatever, within the industry is doing good. So, if anyone is looking to leave Ghana, please make cybersecurity in the UK your destination. (laughs) Yeah, like... You, once you have the one of the certificates, um, you apply for a job. Because right now you have something to prove, like an industry standard certificate to prove that I understand these concepts. Yeah, the probability of you getting in is quite high. And I think it's one of the shortage skills in the UK. So, yeah, you, sh- you definitely, you can consider it and... She said, "Leave Ghana." <laughs> nice, nice. Or maybe work remotely. Yes. <laughs> and then in pounds. Yes. Hey. That's a Ghanaian dream. Okay, no, I'm serious now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Ghanaian dream. Yeah. Okay. So wait. With all this that you said, right? It's pretty much like on how to stay mm-hmm. safe. It's geared towards like adults using the internet. But what if you have kids who get on your devices and all that? Like, how safe can you be? So one advice I give my my people at work is make, make sure your child is not using Snapchat because you don't know what they are doing. Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like more seriously, you have you can regulate access using a Wi-Fi at your in your home. So when you have Wi-Fi, you can set up a sub. Okay. This this is a bit more complicated, but I know some Wi-Fi providers over here have a way that you can set up access so like you block certain websites so that the children are not able to Mm. go over there um like usually i know some of the os's like i think ios and android have the children account so you you set you create up you set up a new profile for Mm. a child and then they 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 do the blocking and the rest themselves um so like the child is not able to get access to certain sites but when you have teenagers in your house that's where all the problems start so i think from from that one you have to do like a wi-fi wide like blocking or like no i know over here like some providers have a way that you can block internet access from maybe 10 p.m to 8 a.m so no one is able to access the internet and then you would have your own part of it but i i think a lot of it has to do with having a conversation with your child um especially when they are teenagers like 
um, mm. this is how you can stay safe online if someone is posing as like if you've not seen someone before you probably shouldn't share so much information with people you don't know online and also you checking like their contacts and uh, it's a lot of hands-on work but it's worth it at the end of the day and also no snapchat but the, the kids like snapchat so much so yeah. sort of like a difficult thing yeah okay well thanks very much atre for your time and your contribution and everything today learned a lot too from you thank you very much um, uh, yes and now i'm even more scared of the internet <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, sh- <laughs> you shouldn't be scared. I mean, it's it's like walking mm-hmm. out of your house, right? A car can hit you. Always, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be careful um, and just like be more vi- uh, vigilant of it, and you'll be fine. I mean, you've been you are fine up to now, so just be more aware of what's going on, and you'll be okay. you'll be fine. All right, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. So we're going to move on to the next uh, segment for today, which is the Black Star. And um, our Black Star for today is Trifina Yaboa. If you if you are pretty much like into poetry or literature or anything like that on the interwebs, IG, Twitter, you've probably come across her handle um, on the Ghana side of things. She's a brilliant writer. And um, she won the National Thesis Award. Um, apparently her thesis uh, was titled First Light mm-hmm. and it details her attempt to let go of the gaze that accompanies the myth and expectations of African literature and claim to and uh, claim and make of the craft um, a space of freedom devoid of any burdens of pre-assigned symbolic representation. I think it's very um, interesting what the brief summary of her thesis is about. I would love to read it if possible, um, but I can't download it as a non-Chapman University student. But anyway, props to her, proud of her. Um, yeah. yeah, really good work there. That's it for today. Kes, any final words? I'm going to change all my passwords now. <laughs> I already actually started like this past week, so <laughs> randomly. But yeah, I'm going to be yeah more vigilant. Um, also, um, Do you I use know a you had mentioned manager? it. Yes. Well, my phone has an inbuilt one, but then I realized mm-hmm. I don't have the one that's backed up to the cloud. So I'm I'm doing okay. that so that I can access it whenever. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've been very serious about it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. What am I going to yep. do now? I think I'll also just be very careful about my timing <laughs> with like my posts and everything, so it's not always like obvious where mm-hmm. I'm at, what I'm doing. Um. And I think that that's yeah. also going to come in handy for those of us who do corporate work as well, like when we are traveling for work or some business meeting and stuff like that. It's not just as that could be targeted, but the company and if they could get that information yeah. of us then we have to be careful too so something i'm definitely keeping in mind now um thanks again Atre. and yeah so that's it for our second episode for the season um last week we had our first treat yourself event at um fika and if you were there i'm sure you had a lovely time because it was about self-care and um we are just hoping to make this a repetitive event well it's not always going to be on self-care but we are just hoping to create a wellness space kind of situation for our listeners and so be on the lookout for our next event um shout out to efua our producer editor 
Christine. <laughs> amazing, amazing songs for that sound this season so far already. Um, yeah. Thanks, Ifwa. <laughs> and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you listen to us, if on Spotify um, or iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Apple, Apple, yes. Yeah. And also check us out and the whole other network with all the other shows you love on listen to gcr.com and follow us on Twitter and on IG at gcrtor. It's been Kess and Abby with Atre. Um, peace out, guys. Have a lovely week. <laughs> Bye, guys. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.